Welcome to the CPAP Games live from the Hayes bedroom. It's another eventful night, Bruce. It sure is, Ron. Steve has been flailing everywhere, struggling with this CPAP. His wife, Michelle, is as tense as a fiddle string, trying to contain her rage. Michelle's rolling Steve over. There he goes, and the mask is off! Oh my, the snoring! Michelle throws an elbow, now a shove! Ah. And she's leaving for the couch, taking her place as the Hayes' 100-pound lab. Bask in that dog breath, Steve. With all this struggle, Steve should get Inspire. Absolutely, Bruce. Inspire is a sleep apnea treatment that gives you comfortable, restful sleep with the click of a remote. That's right, a button. As you sleep, Inspire keeps you breathing normally and sleeping peacefully. There's no mask and no hose. Just sleep. Learn more at InspireSleep.com. That's InspireSleep.com. Inspire. Sleep apnea innovation. Inspire is not for everyone. Talk to your doctor to see if it's right for you and review important safety information at InspireSleep.com. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. It is a pleasure to bring back as well dear friend, uh, new friend, Owen Anderson, Professor Anderson, uh, professor at the School of Humanities at ASU. We got to know him. Uh, gosh, this friendship was kind of forged by, uh, pardon the pun, fire, if you will, <laughs> Professor Anderson. It just uh, took place over the, cobbled together over the last month or so. Uh, all emanating and stemming from the attempt to uh, shut down uh, the invitation to Dennis Prager to speak at ASU. You were one of three, total of three faculty members that stood up to the uh, Marxist professors who wanted to uh, silence and shut down that event. And a few things have happened along the way ever since. Uh, To remind the audience, uh, at one point it was uh, communicated to you Uh, that uh, any further communications you have with the public need to be cleared through the comms department or the communications office at ASU. Give us an update on on how how all that has gone and since and where it's going now. Yeah, well, thanks again for having me on your show. I'm very excited to be a friend of the show. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, I have to say right right from the beginning, my views do not represent ASU. I'm not a, a spokesperson for ASU. I'm representing my private opinions. And that's because uh, what happened was I had been told by my dean to, to not speak to the media until I got approval. And then I was called in from the director of my school to be questioned about what I was saying. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I had fire write them a letter saying that's just not appropriate. People have the right to speak to the media as private citizens. And so the, the provost of ASU did respond to fire's email and said uh, it was all miscommunication. Professor Anderson can speak to the media as a private citizen, but we do ask that uh, ASU employees make it known they're not speaking for ASU or representing ASU. Um, so in one way, that sounds, okay, good, it was a miscommunication, but um, I'm not sure if, that, if the evidence bears that out. Yeah, one Here's wonders what. if they would have said that were not for the help you got from FIRE, which, by the way, just for those that may not know, acronym for Foundation for Individual Rights in Education, they defend people like yourself in these situations. Right, yeah. And they defend all perspectives. I mean, because the whole point here is freedom of speech for everybody. Right. Uh, Not just for one view or another. They're not a conservative group or a liberal group. Um, But but also what I mean is that if my viewpoint had been different, would I have gotten that same response? Right, right. And so, so what I responded, what I said to the dean or the provost was, I appreciate the email saying it's a miscommunication and affirming my right to speak, but I do think that because I was specifically singled out, an apology makes sense. And to say, hey, we, we actually aren't singling out your viewpoint. We, we appreciate different viewpoints than you, and we're sorry about the hardships that put on you. Because the truth is, 
getting interrogated does put hardships on you mm-hmm. that, that others may not have to face if they have a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I think it would be, well, we'll issue the invite. If, if, if there is an earshot or uh, someone knows of a liberal or left-leaning professor at ASU who has ever been told that they can no longer speak to the press or the public without uh, clearing it through the communications department, I'd love to know. I'm betting that that has never been communicated to them. That pretext yeah, of a yeah, chilling effect has never been issued. I'm, yeah. I, I would bet dollars to donuts. Yeah, that, and that's really that's exactly the phrase both Fire and I use is the chilling effect, mm-hmm. which is if you know that if you speak out, you're going to get questioned by your director of your school, it's just, you might say it's just not worth it. Who wants to put up with that? Correct. So Correct. I think you're right. That's what I mean about the evidence not bearing it out. Are other people are with different, with maybe what are called far left leaning uh, ideologies? Are they asked to speak to the media relations department first? My suspicion is no, and it wouldn't be too hard to look into because you could see who's been speaking to the media, and then you could see if they've been asked those same things. So I, I think that I think that really what what happens is you have instances of viewpoint discrimination, of which means that, that the polls tell us university professors overwhelmingly lean pretty far left yes. in politics. Yep. And so for those of us who don't lean that way, I mean, you might just be at the center, mm-hmm. let alone if you're a little bit on the conservative side, yep. uh, you, you'll face a lot of subtle kinds of viewpoint discrimination. Yep. Absolutely right. And, you know, this this is what you would call, when you think about viewpoint discrimination, this is what you would call the opposite of education, which one would think is to expose students to a wide array of views. You're a philosophy professor. I don't know how uh, one could teach philosophy. I mean, a Ph.D. is inherently called a a doctorate in philosophy. I don't know how you could have any higher education of any kind if it was based on viewpoint discrimination. But that is what we have now, a herd of independent minds uh, in our universities. Let me take – this was a short segment. Let me me take a quick break with you, Dr. Anderson, and come back because there's – you've been – you started a Substack page. It's really interesting. And I want to get a kind of a sense of the progressivism that is taking place at schools like ASU. I will hand it to some of the leadership there for standing up for free speech. But nonetheless, the idea of uh, ASU being uh, a centrist college or even a uh, moderate uh, place of education may be belied by some of the stuff you've been noticing. If you'll allow me the commercial break, Dr. Owen Anderson from Arizona State University, for whom he does not speak, I will reiterate, (laughs) and I will be right back. Well, welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. Professor Owen Anderson is our guest. He is a professor at the School of Humanities and uh, Art and Cultural Studies at Arizona State University, author of any number of important books, a commentary on Job, a book on the Declaration of Independence, a book on moral and natural law, and uh, an editor, actually, on on an encyclopedia of uh, free speech. Professor Anderson, you know, people have this image of ASU as this place of moderacy, um, if not some sort of uh, academic centeredness. Um, not not exactly your experience, at least not from the perspective of, of the rest of your colleagues in the faculty. Uh, is, am I right about that? I, I don't mean to lead yeah, the witness, yeah, so, but uh, this is what I've been divining <laughs> yeah, really. from your Substack pa- uh, writings. You know. Yeah. Yeah, so my Substack is Dr. Owen Anderson or Dr. A's Substack. And uh, it, it, I started it when these professors in the Barrett Honors College pushed back against having 
uh, Dennis Prager come out and yep. talk about how people can be happy. Right. And they thought that was some radical idea. So I yeah. thought, well, let's actually show what some of, some of the talks that ASU gives yeah. uh, from the far left radical side. And and my experience is it's largely in the humanities. Mm-hmm. So I would suspect if you're in other programs, you may not encounter some of this uh, perspective or viewpoint discrimination. But in the humanities, I find it's overwhelmingly quite far left. Um, and and uh, so I've been posting about some of those things. And one of them that caught my just, just kind of, I'm still kind of stunned by it. Was at our last college faculty meeting. They, at the beginning of the meeting, they they read this this statement that's called a Native American land acknowledge. Okay. And, and a lot of the things it says in there are, of course, they're very good. Like like ASU wants to support Native American students and okay. help help them thrive. All that's great. But the whole idea is rooted in that that ASU is on Native American lands dating to colonialism. Uh huh. And so, of course, that raises some questions then. I mean, why are we reading this before every college meeting, and do we all agree to that sentiment? But what stood out this time was, before the, the person read it, they asked us to close our eyes. Oh, and then after they read it, there was kind of a long pause, like a moment of silence. And I thought to myself, what? people need to pray, I think. And even secular people need to fit a prayer in somewhere. Yeah. And and here they are, they're telling us to close our eyes. Why are we closing our eyes before a, a Native American... A land acknowledgement reading at a faculty so, meeting, at a faculty meeting, right? Yeah, that has that had no bearing on that issue, even business. right? Yeah, yeah. And, and no one's no one's doing anything. It's just a way of kind of uh, feeling better, perhaps. It doesn't actually get anything done by reading the statement. And so this idea, I mean, uh, of course, you can imagine if I if I said, "Can I have a moment? I'd like you to close your eyes. I'm going to read the Lord's Prayer." Well, I, that, that's say, exactly no, what I was going to ask you. What would have been the reaction the if you had said that. that? Yes, this is not yeah, the place for that. This is not the place for right, that. Right, right. So, so the idea is that w- this is the place to read about colonialism, which which their particular view of colonialism I may not agree with. And so we don't even have unanimity in the in the college. Because, you know, they might object to the Lord's Prayer and say, well, we don't all agree about that. Well, we don't all agree about this one either. You know, I, 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 I started noticing this in my own college career when the faculty at my undergraduate school um, took a vote to object to a policy of the presidential administration at the time. I think if, if memory serves, it was a vote to denounce the liberation of Kuwait in the first Gulf War. It was a, it was a vote to put the college on record to denounce the liberation of Kuwait and I was uh, I was I was I was uh, for some reason a member of that faculty committee. I was, uh, I guess, the student representative to it or something like that. Yeah. And I remember standing up and um, not only was I in favor of liberating Kuwait in those days, but I just made the common point or what was maybe once a common point was that, you know, Aside from the fact that we have students here on the GI Bill, aside from the fact that we have students here that will be going off to fight in that war, it might be nice for the college to at least be neutral on what they're about to do rather than denounce them a priori. The idea that an entire institution can represent all the views diverse as they should or would be at a university reminded me of something Justice Robert Jackson said, which is that no official higher petty should prescribe what shall be orthodox in matters of politics, nationalism, religion, or other matters of opinion, or force citizens to confess by words their faith therein. And this is a forced confession. That's what the, yeah, oh, that is what it. this is. It is a forced confession. Well, you and I have talked before about how this view of Marxism really is a religion. Yeah. And so— you and I talked about that a week ago, and then 
after that talk, I had this college meeting, and it was like, well, here, we talked about how it involves confession of sin, yeah. right? Yeah. So clon- colonialism is a sin that you right. have to confess, right. even though you, you weren't alive when that happened. Right. And then uh, it, it's really interesting, because it's very similar to certain perspectives of original sin. That's right. right. That's right. So someone who represented you 500 years ago sinned, mm-hmm. and now that's on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other one is now... By, by, by the way, oh, by dint eyes. of your ethnicity and nothing else. Yeah, right. Not yeah. Right. I so, assume if you so were a Native American, you would not be held responsible, or perhaps even a Pacific Islander or some other ethnic minority. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and, and uh, people who object to the doctrine of original sin. Yeah, the oh, oh, there's that too. Right, 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 right. Yeah, <laughs> staring me in the face here. Yeah, right, 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 right. Um, but but then now now we've got prayer also. Yeah. And, and you pray by closing your eyes and reading a statement that makes you feel like you're you're doing the right thing, and. I'd like to I'd like to keep people updated on this sort of thing, which is why I have my Substack, and I okay. invite your your audience over to it because there's also fascinating trolls yeah. that I attract. Oh, good. My favorite one recently told me, uh, if you don't like the fact that professors are left wing, maybe you should leave the academy and go be a pastor. Mm. I thought to myself, wow, thank you for saying what I suspected, which is that Christians aren't welcome in the academy. Yeah, I, if you're a Christian, you really should leave. Just go be a pastor. I remember the idea of love it or leave it used to be something that uh, the left hated, abjured, and thought was a mark of, of 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 playing games with fealty, loyalty, and basically the effect of a loyalty oath. This used to be the province of the left and the liberal, uh, at least the leftist and the liberal mindset. And uh, boy, look who the new tyrants are now. Love it or leave it. Right, yeah, and That's the, and the kind of. Mm-hmm. Because my, one of my main areas of teaching is religion in America, and so, of course, we go over the fact that for some time, some of the states had faith tests That's about right. being in public office. Of course, of course. And so we, we've decided, of course not, you shouldn't have that to be in public office. Well, now here we are. Yep. Well, Professor, we uh, we salute and and, uh, and honor and uh, and and thank you for standing up for for what we think true education is, and for what we think true liberal arts are and for joining us and keeping us updated on our flagship university's goings-on right here in my backyard. Thank you, sir, for everything you do. Well, yeah. Substack, drowenanderson.substack.com. You can follow him on Twitter as well. Thank you, sir. Keep it up. Your students are very lucky to have you, as I am, to have you as a friend and a guest. I am Seth Liebson. We will be right back. Welcome to the CPAP Games Live from the Hayes Bedroom. It's another eventful night, Bruce. It sure is, Ron. Steve has been struggling with this CPAP. His wife, Michelle, is trying to contain her rage. Michelle throws an elbow. Ah! She's leaving for the couch. Steve should get inspired. Absolutely, Bruce. Inspire is a sleep apnea treatment that gives you comfortable, restful sleep with the click of a remote. There's no mask and no hose. Just sleep. Learn more at InspireSleep.com. Inspire is not for everyone. Talk to your doctor to see if it's right for you and review important safety information at InspireSleep.com. 